This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You mock me. Um, you can text the show at 8.12.15. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Yeah. Mm, that's correct. Do people still, whenever it's mentioned, I saw... The opening episode of the new Big Brother, Frank. Oh yeah. And they refer. Yes, they're back. I I saw um, about a minute of it. We're too old. You know, now. they arrive it's in not the for house. Us anymore, dear. People walk in the house and uh, they go, "Oh, hello," and all that. Do you want to? Do you want to campari? That uh, bit, and I thought, no, I can't go back here. The, the bit where they're trying to sort of rapidly establish their vibe. Yeah. I'm me. Yes, there is a lot of that. Yeah. Well, they. I know what you mean. I felt that a bit. I felt it was the screaming was. It was just noise. Now. <laughs> yeah. It was literally people just going. Ah! Yeah. Um, House of screams. Nobody said, "Sit down, we've seen you." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they that. referred to. They felt the need. They said, "Or you can tweet us, or we should say it's commonly known as X now." Did they? Yeah. How, how long is that going to go on? What, Big Brother? Keep saying one thing and then saying it used to be something else. There's got to be a limit on that, hasn't yeah. it? I suppose they're in a bit of a bind because they've changed on X from tweets to posts. You can't right. say you can post us. In case people actually send it in the post. That's right. The trouble with Imagine Elon. That. To the Big Brother house. The trouble with Elon... Yeah. Um, I don't know if that book is available anywhere. Yeah. But the trouble with Elon, he hasn't thought through... The verb or anything. I mean, it no. doesn't work. You can X us. You don't want to do that. I think he's been sent in to destroy the entire network. <laughs> he's that's a mole. My, that's, my, that's my theory. He's fairly yeah. mole-like. I don't know. I'm not on X. <laughs> You're not on X. I haven't been on an X for years. <laughs> anyway... So, um, last God. night, last <laughs> night, uh, what's the next line? Next she line. said. She said, oh, you're right. I did um, a Q&A at, mm. um, you will know, um, we once had on the show um, a couple of performers from um, the successful West End musical operation Mincemeat. Mm-hmm. And um, sorry, you vegans. And um, <laughs> and last night I did a. You know, sometimes I don't know if you ever done this. You watch a play or something, and then after they have a Q and A on the stage. It's a lovely tweet. Yeah. And the actors come on. Sorry, was there a tweet? No, it's a lovely. Well, there has. I, I what I actually and, said. I mean, an X. Was it's what? a lovely tweet? Oh, sorry. But there has been a lovely tweet as has well. There's been a, a, a tweet formerly X and now X formerly yeah. tweet. See, that's that's what it's going to be like a now. Post. A post. Yeah. Mm. Felicity um, has said lottery tickets for tonight. She got lottery tickets for tonight's Mince Meat Live, as right. she's called it. And it feels like winning the actual lottery. I think that's what they do, Pierre, isn't it? There's like a... You can... Yeah. And, um, yeah, she's very excited. And she was also very excited to see your Q&A, Frank. There's a lovely picture of you. Mm, on stage, yes, with your legs crossed in that very I'm chairing the Q and A way. Yeah, yes, you're 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 clearly delivering cues and receiving A's. Yeah, well, <laughs> not, love, and not really for the first of... time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, you, it was... you, you say say that vegans, but I didn't think actually Operation sort of Quorn would be quite a good name for <laughs> no. a deception operation. No, yeah. but there is that that mince meat that you get in mince pies. There's no mm. meat in that, is there? So maybe that's what it refers to. Oh, that's true, yeah. Deception in that sense. And something hidden secretly under a crust. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what they did, because I was doing the q and so I went to the show from, for the fourth time. Yeah. It's at the Fortune Theatre, if you want. It, I'd recommend it. It's brilliant. Well, I'd say you would after four times. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. So. Uh, and in the interval, they put me a VIP <laughs> area, which I'm not oh. kidding, was about... 18 inches by about three feet. <laughs> and a little faded rope, which shows the last time the last time a celebrity had gone to the Fortune Theatre was in the 50s. And because um, I always look up when I'm there for the woman in black to suddenly appear on a balcony. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, I, I said, I'm sitting there. Cause the, uh, the person I was with said, you know, I said, no, I'm definitely. And I sat in this little mini... I got a photo. I'll, we'll put it up on the, uh, yeah. on the doodah. And... Um, I, I picked up the reserved um, <laughs> photocopy off the table and I sat there. And what I did is I spoke to people in the audience, telling them to keep their distance. And then, um, and then I, um, I would let them come and sit in it for like a minute, come and sit in that on oh. the other seat. Oh. <laughs> it was really, <laughs> it was such a lot. And then a security guy came over and says, everything okay? And I said, no, this woman's bothering me. <laughs> she had to go away. <laughs> Oh, I've never enjoyed an interval so much in my life. Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner. on Absolute Radio. Um, so, yeah, the, the, I uh, the Operation Mincemeat thing was peopled largely by um, fans. There is a real genuine fandom around this musical, which is I, I, obsessive. I've, I've seen the uh, the evidence online. People going uh, uh, with sort of a, a sort of bingo attitude, trying to get all the different variations of the cast. Well, last covered. night was a biggie because there was two understudies on last night, which is that's oh. that's like getting, I think, a, a whole line <laughs> on yeah. the bingo card. Oh. So yeah, so those people were really excited, and I met a woman who's seen it thirty-five times, oh, wow. and she said, "Don't." say that like when you're on stage because that's nothing compared to a lot of the people. <laughs> I was going to say, you, did, did you meet her the way that people sort of meet Hannibal Lecter on one of those no, big no. wheelbarrow things? No, she was lovely up. and she came and sat actually in my mini VIP area briefly. <laughs> Honestly, you in that VIP area. Oh, it was funny. <laughs> that rope. A bloke said to me, it's a bit faded, that rope. I said, well... <laughs> <laughs> if the, if they the made cat it to match. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, it's really weird. I've never. I mean, it's like a rocky horror thing. They just yeah. keep going thirty-five times, and 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 she was humbled. Yeah, she was She's ashamed. No, she no, was such a lightweight. Don't mention it. They'll only scorn me. <laughs> but the um, triple figures. They call. They call themselves mincefluencers. Oh, oh, I quite like that. Oh, I'm not. I couldn't say it. Well, it would be homophobic if you said it. Why couldn't you <laughs> say it? <laughs> yeah, mincers, if they shorted it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought minstrels might be better. Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. You, get, you, get okay. you get okay, minstrels. That's true. Okay, okay. Chocolate ones as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. Yeah, um, no, it's all right. It's not the word itself. It's what was done with the genre. Yes, exactly. You know, the genre. Yeah. Don't forget... Me meatheads, surely, meatheads. Don't forget this morning's texting. What is your least likeable sports ball? <laughs> um, for me, it's the basketball. Too hard. Mm. Oh. Too heavy, too <laughs> loud, <laughs> too dimpled. It's I feel oh. utterly oppressed by uh, a basketball. Oh, really? Oh, got a big, hard, loud thing like that. Oh. <laughs> I like the reassuring velvety thump of the medicine ball. Oh. <laughs> That's what I like. Showing your age, I think my worst ball, Frank. <laughs> What's your worst ball? Oh, I can't bear the squash ball. I tell you why. Green is a. I think it's green normally. Is it green? It's I don't too, know. It's what I've are never you? Squash. What are you? You're too small. It's not a tennis. Tennis, I know where I stand. You're not a tennis ball. You're not a ping pong ball. You're just weird. Well, I um, my dog finds lots of tennis balls on uh, the nearby green land that we live next to. Mm. And brings them home, and sometimes brings home sticks. <laughs> a medieval farmer. Yeah. The nearby green, green land. land. So um, in our porch, there's about eight tennis balls and about 12 sticks that mm. she's just brought up, and she just drops them in the porch before she goes in. And um, I, um, I was reading an American poet saying that he had seen um, a, a similar collection of tennis balls and sticks in a park and a sign above it saying dog library <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm realising that she's got her own library in our porch oh my what a shall scholar. I say maybe this oh I might take this short willow stick today slightly bendy 
Oh, or maybe um, this one. What's this one? At about 12 sets played with it. <laughs> I'll take that one. Slightly ragged green fibre. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, Frank, I've just seen mm. the picture of you in your reserve. In my little VIP <laughs> area. I mean, little is the word. Is that your new George Formby song? Well, that's actually, yes, in, in my, my little li- VIP <laughs> area. Little oh, is the word. Talk behind me faded rope. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, it's tiny. It is, um... What Darren Cook on Twitter says, strong do not touch the exhibition vibes. <laughs> there is a bit of that. I'll tell you what there's an element of, is people in old film being pursued by bad guys, chased through waxwork museum, and adopt a still pose. Scooby-Doo brief disguise. Yes. And bad yeah. guys walk past them and they're just standing still. It's like that. The mummy I mean... sort of stops and goes, huh? inspects you. Exactly. Oh, and shrugs and runs off. Yeah. I mean, just to give you an indication, if you're not on X, uh, it's so narrow. It's so VIP narrow. That, that your foot, a whole foot is poking out. A whole foot the red is road. not VIP. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get all myself into the VIP area. It was no. so exclusive. So your guest is holding up the uh, reserved sign. Yes. Okay. As, Just, a, as a warning to others about your demeanour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Extremely reserved. It was, it was, oh man, I, just, I, I must have spoke to 50 people, even though I was in an exclusive area. Maybe that's uh, the way to get conversation going if you're going to the theatre on your own is bring your own faded rope and sequester yourself away. Well, in periods of my life where I've been desperately lonely, I've been to the theatre on my own and the interval is always an absolute endurance test. People jollily go into the bar. I used to stay in the theatre and just sit in like, like a... Like an Edward Hopper painting, <laughs> just sitting amidst all that red velvet. I like my velvet on a rope, not a, not in line and line of seats. Me in the middle. And I people never... come back, and you can tell they're thinking, "Oh, that boat never even went out for the interval." Oh my god! <laughs> Help me. Um, we've also uh, yes, we've got lots of people getting in touch. Regarding uh, sports balls. Okay, least favourite sports ball was the uh, mm. was the clarion call. Mike Sullivan, I don't know if it counts as a ball, but the shuttlecock used in badminton has always given me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> was mm. there a time when the shuttlecock had real feathers? I've only seen the plastic. There must I say? Oh, I'm sure there'd be some, wouldn't there? Of some. It's very old, old sport, monarch. isn't it? Yeah. I think in the early days they used an actual chaffinch. Yeah, yeah, they'd stun it with a quick flick. Yeah. Um, yes, but he's right. That it, I mean, that the whole idea that every sport seems to be played with a ball like that, and then someone comes up with a thing with feathers in it. Yeah. It's just not, it doesn't feel properly finished. Shuttlecock is a thing with feathers. Uh, Gaz73. Mm. Hello, Gaz. Uh, I feel we know a lot about you already. Yeah. I like this. Rugby. It's not even round. No, I've always, always thought <laughs> that the reason I don't like rugby but do love football is football buys into my view of the world as an ordered place ah. with, with a symmetry and beauty, whereas rugby says, when, that, when you watch the ball bounce, it says life is ugly and unpredictable <laughs> and dangerous. Yes, and a very large you man don't have will to look at the ball for that. Yeah. Splat you if you're not careful. Yeah, and he can suddenly veer in one direction <laughs> unexpectedly. No, it's, it's just, um, it's some terrible nihilist view of the universe, rugby. <laughs> And now over to Paul at the cricket desk. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Here's a a thing. I wanted to ask, this is a genuine question, not some sort of rhetorical comedy device. Mm -hmm. But when I was younger, so much younger than today, (laughs) um, they used to advertise things on the telly Still do. um, Yeah, do they? (laughs) Oh, I must must be watching the wrong side. (laughs) So, um, 
They used to advertise things on the telly that you couldn't believe needed advertising. Oh, yeah. Like milk. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I remember I was talking to our... um, our former assistant producer and to- sometimes producer Faye mm-hmm. uh, about this. About there was an advert which used to say a pinter per person per day. That was the slogan. <laughs> it was a milk advert, advert, not a brand of milk. No milk. <laughs> and um, I said, it, and the slogan was a. a how old is Faye? About 25 or something? How mm, about? And I said, yeah, the, the slogan was a pint of a person per day. And Faye said, so much milk. <laughs> <laughs> a real, like, millennial. <laughs> but, um, that, yeah, that's another... I mean, that is... Milk's mm. decline and fall since I was a young man. Is, yeah. Uh, shock. Milk yeah. was, like, the health food. I, I enjoy in American films where they'll have a sort of enormous pint of milk with yeah. almost any meal. Oh, with milk cookies. and cookies, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they'll have it with a hamburger and fries and a yeah. diner. Mm. And you just go, all right, someone likes milk. You know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, we used to talk about how 70s it was to have a glass of milk. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. But when I did, I don't know if you're aware, this is probably uh, before your time on the show, um, Pierre, I used to talk about when I was about 14, 13, I think it was, I did um, the Charles Atlas bodybuilding course, as you can probably tell. Yes. Just from looking at me, yes. Was that the one advertised with, uh, don't let the, the kick sand in your face? Yeah, it was, it was exactly that. So yes, it was someone who lo- yes. had a body like mine sitting on a beach and uh, a big guy oh. came and took his girlfriend away. Did he look like Pierre? Um, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. I have flashbacks occasionally. And, Is that and why when I come into the to the studio, sometimes you go Charles? I put, so I put goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, I feel you've taken Emily away from me. <laughs> anyway, so Charles Atlas, who looked amazing, who looked like Pierre, would would stare into camera and say, "You too can have a body like mine." And so Bono wrote to it. No, no. So, um, oh, oh so I, I got the course and I did the course. Oh, don't. It's, do you know, I find this so. I know, it did nothing for me, obviously. But one week was called Milk Week, uh-huh. which, would, which wouldn't be one of the most popular Strictly Come Dances episodes. <laughs> <laughs> this week's week, Milk. It's all songs about, about milk. I would watch. <laughs> I would love to to watch an episode of Strictly it. where they go, okay, it's milk all week. the most energetic dancers, <laughs> but you have to have two pints of milk before you do them. <laughs> yeah. If anyway. they stuck to milk week, though, I think they'd have to extend it to cows and things because it's very hard to find pure milk songs, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You'd have to really widen Neutral it. Milk Hotel. Love dancers to their music. <laughs> yeah, I don't know... Uh, there is might is be that some, a band? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I there didn't know There might be cream. That. We'll have a Cream, thing. yes. Yeah, there'd be cream in some songs. There's milk and alcohol, um, Dr. Feelgood. Oh, that's going to be a good there dance. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. Well, people used to do that. I mean, I used to be a, a heavy drinking man. People would say, yeah, I'd, I'd a pint of milk before I came out to line my stomach. It's a fabulous, oh. simplistic view of the human oh. body. So I won't get drunk now, so I had a pint of milk before I came out. I mean, does that work? Milk now, is the parents... opposite of booze. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, OK. Thus, I shall drink that. So maybe milk and alcohol is about the, the chronological description of my evening. Yeah, yeah. Was that not true? That My parents always advised me that they said darling have milk if you're going to go and drink well people used to say to me when you uh, when you're drunk and you go to bed last thing at night have two pints of water and then you won't wake up with a hangover did it work well i didn't get the hangover but the, the mattress took a bit of a belting <laughs> oh my god <laughs> frank skinner absolute radio I was talking um, about stuff that used to be advertised and didn't need to be advertised, um, like milk, which you'd think is fairly well known. Yes. And I was thinking about some of the others. Um, Go to work on an egg. 
Yeah. Was one, which was, again, not for a company, just for eggs. Generic eggs. Yeah. Do you remember the concept of eggs? Yeah. <laughs> and it was the egg marketing board. So it was someone... Yes, it wasn't a particular top brand of eggs. No. It was just That eggs. was the thing about it. There was a cheese <laughs> one in which a man says to his wife, oh, cheese, please, Louise. And it said, like, why don't you try cheese? And you think... <laughs> I, I people have. haven't tried cheese. <laughs> Do you think there'd be people watching going, cheese? Write that, write that down, Enid. <laughs> we'll try that. Do they have it for vegetables? Do they have like the carrot marketing? I don't board remember. Or? There was. I think there might have been meat. Oh, I yeah. think meat was a flower. I don't think they even went into the specifics of which meat. There was a meat marketing board. It was very 70s, the meat Try marketing meat. board. Do you remember meat? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's still here. Yeah. I, uh, there is a fantastic and utterly, utterly unsettling video that you can watch from. Uh, it might be the meat marketing board or it might be just British pork. Okay. And it's this advert for the concept of British pork. And it's a sort of like a, 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 a pig? father pig figure. No, no. no. I, well, there was, there was, but not a living one. There's <laughs> okay. um, so a sort of father figure who's kind of organized some sort of big family dinner. But because it was, it's filmed in, in a, you know, where they film it indoors before they could really film indoors very well. And it looks very dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everyone sat eating this like completely white roasted through pork. Yeah. And um, I can't remember his voiceover or the guy narrating it out loud as he dishes it all up. And he goes, plenty of pork. Mum's got pork. Daughter's got pork. And just like sort of narrating how much pork everyone has. Plenty for everyone. And it's incredibly threatening. I don't like a pork commentary. No. It's a meal. No, pork silence, please. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We're eating pork, but let's not go on about it. (laughs) That's how I see it. Clive Silas has uh, mentioned, he says, it was drink a pint of milk, milk a day. Do you remember that? Well, that was a a variation. Well, Apart from a pint for a person a day. Clive continues, I'm too young to remember it, 58, but Asterix in English translation Translation actually made a joke in reference to it. Did it? Which was drink a jar of wine a day. Ah, wow. Lovely uh, alcoholism yeah. joke from Asterix. Yeah, what about when they used to advertise Advocar? I don't know if you remember Advocar. Oh, warnings. It was sort of eggnog <laughs> thing, yeah. but alcoholic. It's the sort of thing that if you raided a friend's parents' wine cabinet, oh, yes. like wine, <laughs> that would be at the back. With the creme was, de mal. Was it the egg marketing boarding? Now with booze. Yeah, but it was thick. It was like, as a thickness. It was like dog saliva. And you would have a... Oh, I'm listening. And so, you'd have uh, it with lemonade. It was called a snowball. That's yes. right. But anyway, the thing with Advocar, I don't know if you even see in um, <laughs> licensed authorities now. <laughs> but anyway, it was made by Warnings, mm. as you say, which is a hint in itself. It's called <laughs> Warnings. Right, which well, obviously they said Warnings, but Warnings. So um, here's a, war- a warning sort of subtly put in. But the advert... That was a man who said evenings and mornings. I drink mornings. And I thought, you're an alcoholic, mate. <laughs> Simple as that. Unless, what are you advertising? Alcoholism? It's just the alcoholism marketing board. <laughs> They're very disorganised. Incredibly bad at getting those adverts out on time. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I've just realised listening to that song that it has maniacal laughter in. Oh, oh. we were last week we had a, a text in of songs with maniacal laughter, and that one uh, slipped yeah. through the net. Okay, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. So this morning, Frank, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like 1970s news studio. I don't want to pretend that I've memorised it. No. I like the papers in the background. Mm. Uh, we've had so many of our fabulous readers getting in touch. Regarding uh, 
it was sort of Frank's... Well, Frank has pointed out that they had campaigns, advertising campaigns, based solely around things like... Like milk <laughs> or cheese. <laughs> <laughs> things that you Brands. think... Yeah, you can understand someone advertising... Um, Dairy Lee Triangles, because mm. that's a company, but just the generic... The, they, they advertise the concepts of things <laughs> like eggs. Yeah. Or, as Matt Matthias, Matthias has pointed out, adverts for mushrooms. Make room for the mushrooms. Oh, I don't remember that one. Well, Andy Bronte does. Okay. And mm. he can he elaborates. Do you remember those fabulous make room for the mushrooms adverts where a crowd of cartoon mushrooms march towards the camera to a dramatic chant whilst the voiceover asked if we'd ever tried adding mushrooms to our breakfast, pasta, pizza, or indeed any other suitable dishes. Again, no particular brand. <laughs> no. Just mushrooms Who's financing that? Big mushroom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, in, uh, we're all in the pocket of big mushrooms. One enormous mushroom sitting in a, a, a chair with, like, switches on it, yes. open doors and stuff. <laughs> and uh, 082 has pointed out that... With regards to the milk, there was even... I'm going to call this a sort of public information film, like a warning. Do you remember they invented something called a Humphrey who would threaten to come around and steal your milk? The slogan was... Watch out, there's a Humphrey about. Yes, and he would have like a stripey, long stripey (laughs) drinking straw. Oh. That you'd be sitting there and it would just appear behind you and you're at home saying, it's behind you, and they wouldn't notice it. Come and steal your milk. So I think so highly the... prized was milk. Yeah, the apparently was, so. Yeah. worry about that. This is almost a... Uh, so distant from the modern day that it feels historical. Oh, no. Of course, in those days, milk was very highly prized. <laughs> and the idea of someone stealing your milk did you, was... How did you really feel about that. milk in South Africa, Pierre? Milk, mm. <laughs> loosely pro, anything, anything beef based, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anything oh, yeah. cow involved cows. Yeah, they like that. Yeah, I think so. I, uh, I'm, ba- I'm being backed up at long last by Simon uh, F on Twitter, who says, I remember the threatening pork man. Mm. This it's is the on the of ad. a good poem. Yes. <laughs> I remember the threatening pork man. This is the ad that previously mentioned. <laughs> that I described. I remember the threatening pork man glaring from the screen surrounded by his cowed family. <laughs> he was one of a number of it's such ironic ads. that they were cowed, considering <laughs> that they were eating pork. <laughs> surrounded by his pork pigged, family. His pigged family. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of a number of such ads, including the belligerent creosote man who oh. hectored us to use the product and barked, if your roof leaks, don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of don't say I didn't warn there was, you. There was, there was menacing, um, men who like were men who knew better than yes. you told you off. Yes. Oh, yeah. Was this a very sort of 70s, 80s thing? That we're, going to, we're not going to seduce you into buying this product, we're going to hector you and yeah and then it sort of it mellowed into it it does what it says on the tin like that kind of thing sort of take it or leave it it was of, very yeah. I'm going to keep it but well there was an Australian drink drive ad and I won't include the category C slightly borderline uh, expletive but if you drink and drive you're a idiot Wow! wow. No, and they a I mean, I, rude I agree. Word. Yes. Well, of but, course, um, we on all agrees, but it's it's very. Uh, <laughs> but the company, it. I can't remember who the company was who did does what it said on the tin, but I think that was a deliberate ploy to Ron alienate Ron the illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you if you can't read it for yourself. Don't even get the product. You won't even know what it does. Terrible elitism from <laughs> what were they called? Ron Seal. <laughs> Ron Seal, of course. The most male practical no Ron Seal <laughs> got that man simple man name and the deed that needed to be done mm. I wonder if they still say it does what it says on I mean, doesn't everything more or less do what it says on the team yeah. you know pilchards yeah. you know what you're getting <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio Well, we've heard from Andy Charles, 1956. Okay. Hi, Frank. The Meat Marketing Board ran a TV campaign featuring a rugged Scot saying, 
all meat and a real treat. <laughs> okay. Okay. What was he referring to? I don't, I don't know. Which is His why pretty I... assistant. <laughs> oh, meat and a real treat. Oh, God. I've got a hamburger in my sport. <laughs> oh, meat and a real treat. Oh, We're building a poem here. I've got a hamburger in my spar. And what was what was the first line that we said? I, I, I oh god, I remember Sorry, something. Sorry, I remember the threatening pork man. <laughs> yeah. I've got a hamburger in my spar. <laughs> that would be in inverted commas as said by the uh, yeah. the threatening pork. Man. <laughs> Do you know they're not really made of ham? I asked. I'm uh, just glad. He's pighead family. With an a, 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 a emphasis on the ED, so you said pighead in like blessed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I say, by the way, can I uh, interrupt this program for an important message? Ooh. I'm doing gigs this week, comedy gigs. <laughs> In um, Leicester, Halifax, Middlesbrough, Reading, everybody's talking about pop music. Talk about um, all those places this week. And uh, there are still tickets available. Don't do that to me. I don't want to turn up to a half-empty hall. Oh, is it, Frank? Oh. I'd be like when a break dancer turns up to a party and it's carpeted. Mm. <laughs> you know that feeling? <laughs> Well, so we'll go to well, we'll put them up. Let's. We'll and also, I'm tickets. playing the Lyric Theatre in Shaftesbury yeah. Avenue on the, from the 30th of October uh, for seven nights. Lovely. Just saying. I might go along to that. Mm. I don't want to be uh, plugging other people's musicals and stuff. No. and not selling my own wares. No, absolutely. No. Take a take a leaf from the threatening pork man's book. Well, yeah, take, take a, a leaf. from the Frank marketing board. <laughs> take a leaf from uh, the potato marketing board, as Annabel Grant points out. Mm. There was also a potato marketing board, believe it or not. There's a lot of people been eating potatoes. <laughs> Didn't Sir Walter Raleigh bring them from the Americas? <laughs> In those glorious days when America had an S on the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were vague about which one things came from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know which one. I might, I might start reintroducing the Americas, just to mess with their heads a bit. Yeah. If I meet in America, I might say that. I'll say, are you from the Americas? <laughs> <laughs> I had um, someone sent me some... Uh, I'll say someone. I'll tell you exactly who it was. Um... Anne and Mick Muller mm-hmm. with an omelette. Oh, <laughs> lovely! If the, if the German teacher's listening, Sehr Deutsch. <laughs> and um, mm. it's a series of Einok and Eiloy, um cartoons. Remember we talked last week about the Black Country Double Act. Oh, you, can we just say you talked a little? Well, I did. Week. Yes, they're sort of clippings that you've been sent. Well, they're actual. They used to appear in the Express and Star, which is a, a Midlands, a famous Midlands newspaper. And uh, so you at the swimming bath, you'd say, "Oh, Don, I knock. You've still got your cap on your head." So you've still got your yeah. cap on your head. Mm. Or oh, now I'm wearing it for safety. I can't swim very well, so when my cap begins to float, I know I'm out of my depth. <laughs> and there's more where that came from. <laughs> okay. Brought to you by the Joke Marketing Board. <laughs> <laughs> Remember jokes? So because of like the Mirth Marketing yeah. Board. <laughs> the, the MMB. There's something quite mafia-like about all the people who grow potatoes getting it together and saying we just need an overall yeah there is thrust yes they yeah you there was one farmer at the centre of it all I, I think that was the age of the overview which has been <laughs> lost now it's more disparate that people have their own milks and cheeses but then it was an all embracing godlike view of, of the yes you're right well it was much more travel by train rather than the specific yeah. train services available yeah well I think most of the specific train services yeah. now are too ashamed <laughs> to advert they wouldn't have the temerity no. Frank Skinner I have injured my friend. Do you want to say, do you want to explain how you have injured your friend? Well, uh, you may know 
And I'm always, I, I don't want to be advertising on the show. Um, not well, trust much. me, I won't be advertising these people. <laughs> no, but I um, there are a, there's a snack food called Takis, which I have um, got slightly hooked on, and yeah. it's hot. Yeah. And no one else on the team likes it, so I say it's not really it's, it's not really an advert. It's saying <laughs> I don't know what it's saying, but they're very hot. Anyway, I managed to persuade Emily to have one. And then she made the mistake of robbing her eye. And you don't want to get tackis powder in your eye. And now <laughs> she looks like the cover of the Clockwork Orange novel. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, I it didn't... looks sore, Emily. It's so sore. I did... Can I just say, oh. I didn't even touch it because it sickens me so much. Right. I put it on the table. I sort of felt, oh, I'll take one, so I'm joining in. Yeah. I wanted to join in. Good for in. you. I like a joiner in. I was exactly the same with uh, heroin when I was about 19. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't, by the way. Can I say it's uh, bad for you? There was, so Not for, too controversial there. No. <laughs> no you're, you're, Frank, the heroin <laughs> marketing board's going to be all over say, this. <laughs> sounds like a very 70s advert. Heroin. It's very bad for you. <laughs> yes. Don't have it, family. Slightly Her- oppressed heroin. family. Yeah, I don't Awful. recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I put the tacky, is it? Takis. I put the... T- oh, oh, excuse oh, me. Right. Well, if, if this goes to court, we might as well get the facts straight. <laughs> if? Yeah. Um, I put the Takis on the white lacquered studio table, thinking it was... I think it looks like Formica decorative laminate. <laughs> OK. Well, our boss, Paul, will be able to confirm. He knows a lot about interiors. Mm. And uh, I put it down. I thought, well, at least I've joined in. At yeah. least I'm part of the group, you even though... I'll put this cigarette behind my ear. Yes. Uh, yeah. It was a bit like me saying when people do shots, and I'd say, hey, and I'd take one and I'd pour it into a plant pot. Oh, OK. It was like that. Anyway, I put it down. Unfortunately, the tissue connected with the tachis, Yeah. and I then put the tissue near my eye. Yeah. Wow. Now we're in this mess. I rem- it remi- wait, what is reminded <laughs> of... Um, I used to. I tried Albus oil. Have you ever heard of that? Oh stuff? yeah, is it Clean, from Dumbledore. Cleans the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it cleans the cleans the uh, cavities. Yeah. Oh, so you just sniff a bit and it. Uh, whoa! But it's very natural, as they say. The face cavities. In the the nostrils, right? And oh, all yes. that, yeah. And, yeah. And you, you look, if you sniffed it and it cleaned all the cavities, then it's too powerful. No, for no, that's too powerful. And also, use. I don't want vapor that's travelling downwards. <laughs> no, uh, generally, as a rule. <laughs> and um, so I took some albicide, cleared my head beautifully, and then I went um, to the toilet, having not washed my hands. Oh, and no. then I sat down later and thought. Um, I think there's a, there's a song called "This Fire Down Below." <laughs> that was what I felt, and it was whoa! And you don't want to be touching any tender parts with albus oil on your fingers. So what we're saying, guys, is wash your hands. Yeah, that's the absolute motto. Mm. Um, I'd like to point out my hands were spotless. No, I know. I'm just how, trying. What to... can I do if a friend comes around distributing tackets onto you? Stop joining in. <laughs> Firstly, to thine own self be true, and then as true as, as night Those follows day, thou can be false to, to no man. man. Or something like that. <laughs> um, if you're listening, Polonia, send us uh, the, the correct... Send help. Oh. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Mr. Paul Mason. Oh, mm. I wonder if that's your father-in-law. <laughs> I'm with Frank. My sensitive ears can't cope with the screeching of their shoes on the court, which is in reference, I believe, to you saying you weren't a fan of basketball. Oh, yes. Do you dislike the noise as it's well? It's the actual ball that I've got the problem with, though. Are you OK mm. with the, sh- the screeching of their... I don't want to make any generalisations about Americans, but the fact that Why not? one of the most... <laughs> Quintessential American sports involves a ball which is loud, <laughs> big, obtrusive, takes over the whole environment. Basketballs loom over you like the sun, it sounds like. Yes. I like the sun. 
Now, do you? Yeah. I know it's had a lot Don't of bad press. A lot of bad press recently, but, but it's no good blaming the sun. It's done nothing. <laughs> uh, Frank, Andy Nunwick has been in touch and says, My wife. Andy Nunwick. Looks a scream, hang him on your wall. And Andy says, my wife, a head teacher, is with Frank. Biggest cause of trouble on the playground when used as a football. This is talking about the basketball. Oh, when used mm. as a football. Mm. Yes, that you get that terrible sort of poo noise well, as it dings too, off a kid's y- head. Yeah, mm. it's too heavy and you can hear the sort of... You can hear the metal adapter in it when it bounces, it feels like mm. to me. There's a sort of a pang sound. Yeah. Oh, we used as a football. That's the worst basketball time of all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also, I went to basketball in... I went to see the... Uh, oh, well, they were in South Central LA. What, they'd be the Lakers, would that be? I believe so. <clears throat> oh, very good. And... Uh, Billy Crystal was there. Does that oh. does that suggest that it was strange it, thing to throw in? Yeah. Strange hint. Yeah. And uh, I'd never been to basketball before, but you know when you go to football, for example, the mm. ultimate end of football is the goal, the scoring okay. of a goal. Yes. That might not happen at all. And having a good time. Yeah. But it <laughs> might. Be. You're yeah. the football marketing ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's time. very I, relevant. No, if, if anything, from my experience of football fans, it's the opposite. Well, Go to football, have a good time. <laughs> so the goal, sometimes they don't happen, sometimes you might get one in a game. If you get, like, half a dozen in a game, it's a sensation. Mm. Basketball, they go to one end, they score, they go to the other end, they score, they go to the other end, they score. I just, I can't have this many peaks in my <laughs> yeah. entertainment. Yeah, the scoreline ends up being sort of 207 to 193. Yeah, kind of but thing. There's, there's almost nothing happening other than the ultimate end of the game. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a bit like uh, if there was an episode of uh, a murder mystery with... 800 murders. Yeah, exactly. All solved in a row by Columbo. Yeah, or you went to an an opera, the guy just comes out, it's a high C for an hour and 40, and then it's the interval. You know what I mean? It's two. In the interval, everyone's just putting tissue up their noses to stem the bleeding. Yeah, and watching out for broken wine glasses throughout the building. It's like that, though. I mean, you need some, you know, light and dark. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I, don't like, I don't like the game, but the ball itself is obtrusive. Hmm? Wow. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank. <laughs> You are famously on this show. There shouldn't be uh, that many entries on the <laughs> Clips Girlfriends. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, go on, carry on. A dusty ledger indeed. <laughs> um, you're a fan famously on this show. Jet Harris's wife, I think, was. Uh... Anyway. Who's Jet Harris? Jet Harris was. He wasn't. Um... A gladiator. <laughs> it sounds no. like. On one of those um, stage, <laughs> you know, like La Petamane. Yeah. <laughs> like that, doesn't it? The Jet, Jet Harris. What but is Jet Harris? Harris was in The Shadows. Oh, I only know Hank. Originally. And uh, I, I, I could have got this mixed up, but I think he claimed Jet that uh, Cliff in his younger, wilder days had uh, mm. made a play for his lady. Oh. Anyway, I, I'm not here to gossip about Cliff or anyone else. No, yeah. heaven forbid. What was you saying? Uh, I, I don't think after that yeah. nugget, people are coming here to get the latest gossip. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the, the latest, the latest Jet Harris lowdown. Still, what's the the tea with Frank Skinner? Don't forget the, our, our review in the Guardian. Wistful, the Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it said about our show? Yeah, I told you I did a thing, didn't I, with Miranda um, Sawyer? Yeah, we like her. Yeah. Oh, I like. She was lovely. Yeah. Um, and so she wrote a review of our fifteen years, and there was about nine oh. paragraphs on how brilliant Dave Berry's show is, which I yeah. do. Oh, I am a fan of Dave Berry's show. We were all rooting for you. And then a mention for the fact that that, that Alex, I can't say his surname, but Cap, Caprion, Cap, Cap, Alex K, as yeah. he would be called if he was in a uh, 
in a in a Kafka book, Alex Kai and Skonk. <laughs> The fact that they're on there to give it credibility. Yeah, and, what and then the last you? sentence says Frank Skinner also has a wistful Saturday morning. Show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But you know, I'll take that. I've had worse than wistful. <laughs> I suppose it is wistful. I don't know. I haven't um, looked it up yet. Oh. So exactly, its meaning. You know, it's one of those words where I feel I know what it means, but it might have more going the on. The trouble is... <clears throat> I'm guessing it means hilarious. Well, yeah. One of its meanings. Say. From the original Greek, hilarianum. <laughs> that'd, be, actually, that'd be more Latin. Sorry, yeah. carry on. No, I was going to say, you, you've got to understand this about comics. It, you can use all sorts of language, but we all know there's only one they want. Yeah, mm -hmm. we want the F word. You want yeah. the and I don't F mean word. that one. No. <laughs> Learn it. I was talking to Richard Maidley about this only the other morning. Oh, where did you see Maidley? On a Good Morning Britain. I like we, we sat in the green room mm. um, and um, chewing the fat, as they say at the meat marketing board. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about that thing that if you do a show or whatever, all you want your friends to say mm. is that was brilliant. It doesn't matter if they're lying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I find the truth can be a, the most terrible spoil sport. Or don't just come over and say to Frank, I saw your show. Yeah, See I you don't, later. That, that's even worse. <laughs> people say, oh, I saw you in, uh, in Edinburgh. Um, and then I'm waiting. I feel my whole stomach tighten for the next sentence. It doesn't come. Oh, people. <laughs> Hi. <clears throat> Forgive me. Mm, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> I shall. Go to work on an egg. That was another one, yeah. by the way. Speaking of eggs. Mm. Difficult. Um, we've heard from Robert from Falkirk. Okay. He's bringing us some clarity, re the notion of advertising, the very concept of meat. Okay. Mm. He says, Frank, the body for advertising meat in the 1980s was the Meat and Livestock Commission. Oh, who I, who I think wow. investigated Watergate. Yeah. Um, the Meat and Livestock Commission, which was based in Milton Keynes, I was a member of the Beef Promotion <laughs> Committee, which was responsible for the advertising of beef. Oh, okay. wow. Milk. Yeah. Milk, yeah. the Meat and Livestock Commission. Yeah, confusing, because they don't deal with milk. No? Yeah, so close. The Milk Marketing Board, that's what they were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is confusing. I imagine, imagine being at a, a cocktail party and saying, oh, I, I'm a member of the Beef Promotion Committee. Could I interest you? In <laughs> just gesturing like, to a pocket full of mints. I hope they just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I was some, once... Uh, some dental floss. Or opening a sort of cigar, a cigarette uh, case <laughs> and it's just little sausages. I can't Could I interest that. you in Oh, them? lovely. <laughs> or they I, should have all their details like that's their business card yeah. it's printed it's branded on the sausage <laughs> I still regard beef sausages as a development though, don't you what yeah. do you mean well yeah. because default sausages are pork aren't yeah they? It's is hard. that right yeah it's rarer yeah. to find a Beef sausage. But when you, now you get them, uh, like the butchers I go to, which is a butcher's and provadore, mm -hmm. uh, they, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you're liable to get um, some sort of fruit in the uh, yeah. in the sausage. I don't know if I'm in favour of that level of... Mm. Oh, I don't like all that. It's a bit like those lush things. What's that? And other people who aren't paying me because I'm about to say something rude. Okay. It's the... Uh, they do, like, all the bath bombs. and You know that sort oh, of thing yes. when there's egg and bacon in the in the bath gel? I is, can't is bear it. Right? And herbs and things. It's the, it's the blumentalisation of, uh, of all <laughs> things. What a lovely word. I used uh, soap once, which was, I think, marrow, fat and nettle. Mm. Oh. And um, left big scratches on my back. <laughs> Oh, is that what you're talking about? That's what I told Speaking of exotic and eccentric meats. Yeah. As I always do. Rude. That's a great He's a very dear friend of mine. An anecdote. I wonder how many people switched off just at that, pre that prefix. Oh, no, I don't hear about that. No. Exotic, perhaps. Expensive, no. Go um, on, Pierre. Go on, we're all rooting for you. Well... The, the quirky and posh London restaurant Le Grand Coq has started selling what uh, the press refers to as a as bizarre chicken pies. Mm. I think you'll find the restaurant is called Fowl. Oh, is it called Fowl? But, but the pie is called Le Grand Coq. Not F-O-U-L. 
please. No, F O W L. Oh, yes, you're okay. right. Thank I'm you. getting my, my the puns. The pie is Le Grand Coq. Yes. Oh, I see. And when we say bizarre chicken pies, we don't mean in a Sweeney Todd way. <laughs> No. No? Well, a, a terrible number of the customers of this restaurant appear to have gone missing. <laughs> Not like that. Unless you did a Sweeney Todd um, production, which was just chickens. <laughs> playing yeah. all the parts. Well, like, Wouldn't uh, be as shocking then, would it? Like really? a, yeah. an Aardman film version of... Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I'd Chicken lo- Run. I'd love an Aardman version. That would be great. Um, this restaurant... Yes, I went restaurant. Yeah. Uh... This restaurant, remember Frank when I saw that the most middle class father ever chasing after his toddler, I'm the big restaurant monster and I'm going to eat you Is up. That's what he said yeah. brilliantly. <laughs> I went uh, for a for a coffee. This was back in the I'd I'd first come to London, I was very unsophisticated. Oh, oh that was a long time ago. Um in and we went out for a coffee and this guy was uh, he made at Adverts or something like oh, that. You know, yeah. One of those Soho media guys, all in black. Mm. And we went into a restaurant and he said, What do you want? Um, I said, I'll have a coffee. He said, What, cappuccino? And I said, <laughs> Yeah, why not? And he said, uh, uh, Due cappuccini. <laughs> and I go, oh. Hey! Oh. <laughs> oh, man, I knew I'd arrived in uh, the media world. Uh, we're talking about, sorry, Pierre, the uh, the Grand Cop, which is a pie available at Fowl, which which is one of those pop-up restaurants. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. And they have, it's attached to another restaurant, and they have a uh, a series of celebrated sort of Michelin-style chefs. Michelin. Restaurant monster. Oh, man. And I believe this is Pierre Kaufman. I'm a big Kaufman fan. Are you Have you really? sampled his wares? No. no. I, I, maybe. <laughs> I don't ask the name of the cook. I just eat it. You don't take a bite of pie and say, is this a Kaufman? No, I don't. <laughs> is this a Kaufman in my I've mouth? I've had Kaufman. Have you? I went to Kaufman's. Oh. Deliberately? Yes. Just, uh, God, I just... I'm sorry. I the rugby player who I know now I'm dates a little... Nicole Scherzinger, who, yeah. who I can't remember is Sarah oh. or know what it is. But Kaufman's invented a mad pie, is the headline. And it has yes. gotten some headlines. <laughs> Uh, this is the idea that people know the names of chefs, I find. Really? I'm a little out of step. I know there's cooking on the telly. I'm you sure there's Heston? probably nine different channels we've got. When I get in at night, I still occasionally, in an act of blind optimism, look at the main channels for something that might be on between 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock <laughs> worth watching. Never, ever happens. But there's a lot of cooking and stuff going yeah. on. I can watch that at home. You say well, I that. could if anyone cooked. That this is the, excuse me, Cathy does a lovely poussin. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know what that. What is that? <laughs> yeah. What is that that she does? It's a, it's a little bird. A little, she does a lovely little, chicken. A little chicken. I think you'll find a lovely oh, roast okay. chicken. Yeah, she does junior. do a nice. But she 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 puts it in the oven and roasts it. It's not. Um, there's no embrocation. What, what do you want out of your chicken? You know what I mean? You know, people rob things into a chicken. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's well, how it starts. I'll tell you what, Co- I'll tell you what, Co- <laughs> Then you get a feel for that animal flesh. Kaufman doesn't just do that. He no. serves up Le Grand Coq, mm. which is, Pierre? It is a pie that Chicken contains. pie. Not it just is, any old pie. Well, Filled with not just chicken, but also heart, liver, wings and feet. Wings. Mm. And the pièce de résistance, the chicken's head, poking out of the top. Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't like that. No. If you, if you look up a picture of it, it looks like a, an, an Ardman animation sort of chicken-run version of Alien. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a pterodactyl. It looks like it should be going along a conveyor belt <laughs> with the chicken going, will you guys get me out of here? It's It's got that kind of yes, feel. Yes, if, yeah. if James Bond was a chicken, and I think you'll yeah. find... 
Exactly. Mr. Bond, yeah. pie will be the last I meal don't... you ever enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't really like any heads on a plate. No. I'm no Salome. I don't <laughs> want that in my life. No, I I had a suckling pig once. I didn't have it myself, but it was I was at a meal where a suckling pig was presented, which was a whole pig. I'd say it was a piglet. Which is cruel already. <laughs> but it had a chilli, a big red chilli in its mouth. Let's oh. kill it, but humiliate it before we eat it. That's what I don't Not like. an apple? No, it had a chilli. And they probably thought an apple was a bit English. Very, I like that, very South African. An apple would have been far but more if, respectful. I yeah. think you can eat... <laughs> would have kept the doctor away. Yeah, well, it's a bit late for that. A bit more practical. I'm afraid what this did, it was an embalmer. <laughs> um, but I, I think you can eat things with respect. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. I know there'll be vegans and vegetarians thinking, well, you do eat meat, so you might as well... But um, I didn't like to see it humiliated mm. like that. Okay. And the the chicken's head sticking out the pie. I suppose we put up with it with uh, Desperate Dan. Yeah. When what he did had he the have in his He pie? had the horn sticking out of a cow pie. Oh, yeah, you can't eat that, though, can you? Desperate can you eat Dan did. I don't think you ate them. I think he probably drank mead <laughs> out of them after he'd had the pie. <laughs> it's like a kit. It was a sort of a feast yeah. kit. <laughs> yeah. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, may I just quickly interject with this? Uh, you, Ed Balls has been talking about you a lot. Are you aware of this? No. Yeah. Ed Balls was on, was it some sort of radio or TV? No, we did Good Morning Britain. He was um, presenting Good Morning Britain, him and Susanna Reid, and I was on it selling my wares. Okay, but he was also, uh, has done a diary or something in the Telegraph. Okay. And has recounted the backstage moment with our late Queen. Oh, yes. Yes. He described it as uh, Her Majesty yelled, Oi, Frank, come on. I don't know if there was an oi, but there was something <laughs> equivalent, posh equivalent of oi. I've never seen anybody Frank. so far. <laughs> Frank, that's what it was. Frank, belly who? Come on, Frank, hurry up. It was a the hunting cry. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, a, it was a fabulous moment. Oh, I love it. That's where Soho comes from. What? Soho. Does he? Soho was a hunting forest in the middle of... London, not in the middle right? of London, but it used to be, yeah. It's really? a hunting, old hunting cry, I think. Soho, Soho, oh. like there's the deer. What was that thing? The first they when they had the first phone call. Yeah. Well, what, tell us what, what you what said. Was, <laughs> yeah. What was that? They said something like "hoy hoy." Did they say Kensington six two three? Was it? Was it I literally think it was hoy, a hoy, hoy hoy? I think that's why Mr. Burns says it in The Simpsons. That's oh, so. Okay. And they could have planned ahead, Frank. Well, would you? I bet you'd have come up with something really well, funny. That, that Kaufman planned ahead. <laughs> Found one coming out of his pie. What about that for a segue? Professional, so, eh? It would have been very so, funny to pick up the yeah. first phone call and say, "Who? How did you get this number? Never called Pierre you again." Pierre Kaufman, three Michelin stars. Is three. that good? Oh, Frank. Well, one yeah. When is I'm good. looking for food recommendations, <laughs> I take them from a tire company. <laughs> it's not a tire. Um, three. Bit rob this, what, this chicken is robbery. It's all just, it's all, it's all just calamari. Oh my god! Stop it! I would say there's probably a, just over a hundred in the world, maybe. Hundred stars. No, it's chefs with three. Okay, stars. That's quite a lot. Isn't is there it? really no, as many not. as a hundred? Because you get it for the restaurant, not the chef. You don't go around with your little stars. No. Oh, not like McDonald's. A Gordon Ramsay. They should wear them, actually. They get their own stars, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gordon Ramsay's probably got about over 20, I would say. But only because he's got so many no. restaurants. Has he? Only because he's got so many restaurants. What, for being rude? <laughs> Anyway, let's get back to I can't, Kaufman's I pie. I can't, really can't buy into this at all. What? You don't want a pie with a you head of You don't want a pie. I'm not trying to be man of the people, but I'd just as easy go to the local fish and chip shop as go to some hoity-toity well, pie shop. It's £22, you which know is when expensive I was, You know when pie. I was in Nobu and we had 12 oysters and when the lady came, it was like a supermodel who looked at me like I was dog excrement for, throughout <laughs> the whole experience. 
Uh, mainly because she walked ahead of me. I was with friends and showing off. She walked ahead of us to show us to the table, and I walked behind her to grow to a Mark style. You know, that, like you have to follow tall, beautiful ladies. Like. And at the end, when we paid, I, I, I got my. We, we put our credit cards to share the thing. And then I took out my oyster card and said, can I get the oysters with this? Oh. And I've never... There was, she didn't sneer. She just looked as if it hadn't happened at all. <laughs> there was no ripple. There wasn't even a ripple in the ether from what had been said. No. It was like that hadn't happened. She's never seen one of those, to be no, fair. No, of course not. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was lost. Lost. The, the uh, Le Grand Coq... Mm. Le Grand Coq... Well, I just mentioned that, and now the producer's waving the fez at me. Well, she we'll just leave it. leave it. Leave leave Le Grand Coq just hang in there. Oh. And we'll come back to God. it. God. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, <laughs> would you eat Le Grand Coq? No. Why not? You would I, I For a start-off... The the mistake, the marketing error, you might call it, of having the chicken's head sticking out the mm. pie mm. is it gives you a sense of scale. Mm. And I thought, hold it, 22 quid, this pie. And I'd mm. say it's about five chicken necks mm. in diameter. <laughs> That's not a big pie. You must start using the metric system at some point, Frank. Well, they're encouraging the chicken neck. He's going to that Provadores uh, butcher, and they I only insist currency in that form. Yeah, I went to a party where I remember the, the surface area was, uh, I think it was 4 and 20 magpies. Blackbird. <laughs> a blackbird. blackbird. No, magpies, good. Frank, what was our favourite uh, system of measurement? It was on the original Big Brother. Do you remember? No. It, well, it was on a Lady Solve... I remember Frank oh, loved this. Oh, yes. She said, how much do you want? And I think I believe Lady Solve said... Was it cat's paw? Yeah. She said, little cat's paw's worth. In, it was a drink <laughs> measurement, wasn't it? For just a cat's paw. A cat's paw? That's how much For a drink. spoon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh. It's like Americans would say, I'll have three fingers of rye. And it was yeah. like, if you held three fingers on the glass. Then they said something like, how much coffee do you want or something? She went, and Frank, she said. And she said, oh, just a cat's paw. Yeah. Someone's phone went off. Yeah, who was it, do you think? Who? It was me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I do believe it! Did you know, Frank, that this is not even the first or only pie that has a head jutting out of the crust? Um, well, no, well, I didn't know. Well. What's the other one? Well, there was it's one the in um, the Theatre of Blood. <gasps> mm which was the Vincent Price movie. I think the actor Robert Morley, who was a critic who had um, white poodles, was forced to eat a pie with a poodle's head on the top and he was forced oh. to eat his own poodles. How many Michelin stars did, uh, <laughs> did he have? Which one's that? Is it Tidus Andronicus? No, it's some, is it? Possibly, I can't remember. No, they, they have to eat their own children, but in theatre... that's what blood, it's based on. Everything's yeah. based yeah. on a yeah, Everything is, a, yeah. is a, a Shakespearean death. Of course uh, it is. Hmm. Um, well, there is a pie from Cornwall called the Stargazy Pie. Okay. And it's got Pilcher's heads jutting out the crust, looking oh. upwards. Hence the name Stargazy. They're because they're looking up at the stars. We're all in a pie, Frank. But some of us are gazing at the stars. <laughs> yeah, we're all in a pie. Yeah, oh, yeah dead. <laughs> I won't be having uh, the pudding. Yes, I say pudding, not dessert, please. Mm. Uh, at this restaurant. Because it's creme caramel with chicken fat. Chicken yeah. fat car creme caramel? Mm. With, with I've a, got some no sort of business with that. I didn't know there was fat of any kind in creme caramel, but what do I know? <laughs> well, what there wasn't until Kaufman came along with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kaufman. Kaufman. I get the feeling you don't like Kaufman. Frank, I don't your... like him. I don't dislike him. I'm sh I don't question he's his... Uh, he's French. His human essence. He's an Alsatian. Is he? Yeah. Well, he shouldn't even be in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even allowed on the couch. <laughs> Frank Skinner. 
Rob Black says referring to what the eggs being essentially advertised just for being eggs, as we were earlier. Yeah. Rob Black says, wasn't the go-to-work-on-an-egg slogan devised by Murray Walker, or is that an urban myth? I believe, wasn't it Salman Rushdie or Faye I Weldon? Know. I think Murray Walker, because he was bald, people are thinking he did the egg thing. <laughs> That's very cruel. <laughs> it was Faye Weldon or Salman Rushdie. That's one of the, mind, the mind plays tricks, doesn't he? Yes. One really. thing we have established today is which came first, the chicken or the eggs. So we'll talk about the egg marketing board, then we went on to the chicken pie with a head sticking out the top. We did. Mm. Actually, isn't the chicken's head surplus to requirements, society? Can't you, you cut the head off a chicken and they just go about their daily business? <laughs> and in fact, apparently, get seem to get quite a lot done. Yeah, if exactly. If the anything to yeah, go it by. It sort of works like amphetamines <laughs> with chickens. You cut their heads off and they... J- Wow, do they, are they busy? Like, are they I don't nuts? like it when people say that. <laughs> no. You know when people say, oh, I tell you, I've been running around like a headless chicken. Mm. Have you, though? Do you Have think you... Kaufman says that? Yeah. Kaufman, Walking around like you... a headless pie. <laughs> I've told you he's an Alsatian. Well, of course, we don't know what he says. <laughs> the head in the pie itself is stuffed, apparently. Oh, come on. Mm. What, with a grape? Mm. One thing I liked about it, Le Grand Coq, was that there was something of the Hampton Court banquet about it. Yeah. And I, as you know... I like Mm. to think we've moved on from then. Well, I don't. What I think about it is when I saw that beak slightly ajar on that chicken's head... talk about me like that. (laughs) I thought, how long before this beak has got a small card in it giving the rights for hiring the place for a Christmas party. <laughs> it's had that horrible feel to it. Oh no, make just, it stop. Or just a sort of custom cocktail you could order. Do you not like that sort of... You're, are you into experimental I don't mind experimenting. I've, I've eaten all sorts. I've eaten locusts and, you know, oh. things like that. Rotten shark? Um, I've eaten putrefied shark from the ground. Did you like that? But it wasn't... What, we didn't dress it up. It wasn't in the crinoline. <laughs> it just was a shark. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. uh, that's fine. You I ate live squid. <laughs> I'm just a shark standing in front of a comedian. No, it's been bur- it has been buried for some time. Yes. Is this in Iceland? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They do sell a lot of frozen food, don't they? <laughs> oh. Order. Order. <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, so, anyway, that's basically that. <laughs> Is that how you're going to draw things to a close? No, really? Is that it? Um, I think so. I have to say, just as a footnote, I went to... Uh, my uh, son did a gig this uh, week... Uh, called Axe Monsters at his school, and his band played. And um, he was great. They did Crazy Crazy Nights by Kiss. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm just telling you anyway. And you know the warm glow that you get when you do a brilliant gig, um, Pierre? You know that feeling after yeah. when you walk? It was better than Ooh. that, watching him do it. And, you know, when I, I think a phrase I've never used in my life. It's not about me. Um, but <laughs> wow. I just thought, God, I'm actually happier by his brilliant gig than one of my own. That, to me, is... Um, I'm not announcing my retirement, by the way. <laughs> but um, that was a special moment, and I just wanted to share it with you guys because I feel we've known each other a long time. And you don't even mention the drool anymore <laughs> and um, if the good lord spares us and the creeks don't rise we'll be back again this time next week now get out this is Frank Skinner. this is Absolute Radio